0: The number one creator-owned podcast on the LaserTime Time Podcast Network. Hello, this is Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast with me, your host, Henry Gilbert. That's H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. Hello. And I'm here with regular co-host Dave Rudden. Thank you. And Chris uh, is out on assignment in Florida, our <laughs> regular host. But we have a very special guest. I'm so happy to have her here.
1: I'm Danielle Riendo, and I'm very happy to be here. Thank oh, you for having hey. me.
0: Oh, thank you so. Fellow much.
2: Dr. Fellow oh, Dr. Yeah, is here. Right oh, doctor funny. initials. <laughs> yeah, you know? I used to write
1: that on every little card, you know, for like my parents. It was oh, very that's fun.
2: so funny. Yeah, yeah, my my initials at arcade games is always just Dr. Just leave that last spate lap last one. That's right. Blank. Or like or repeat. The doctor? Yeah, the doctor is it. I'm right. the
0: doctor of Cubers. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, so like you, you know, you're uh senior reviewer at Polygon? That's
1: right. That is my official title. Even though I am 80% on the video team now hmm. and then also review movies and other good oh, stuff. Yeah,
0: I saw yeah. like I, I really I really enjoyed your Magic Mike uh, XXL. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Really we great.
1: were you know, we were thinking about, like, oh, should we, we should probably review this. This is a movie a lot of people are going to go see. Like, mm-hmm. you know, our policy, we have an entire Polygon, it started as a video game site, mm-hmm. but we also have an entire section for entertainment, for comics, movies, TV shows. So it was like, you know what? We should do it. We should just go for it and. It was a
0: lot of fun. Yeah, I, I think my favorite line <laughs> in it was uh, this is what the entourage would be like if they were likable people. Yep. Like that's exactly what it was. That's right.
1: Uh. That's absolutely what it was. It was like friendly, like bros. These guys are total bros, mm-hmm. but they're nice. And they like other people and they make women feel good about themselves instead of bad about themselves. And they like, there's no homophobia. There's no grossness. They're just, they're just friendly dudes. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> I, yeah. That's
0: the one thing I would like always turn me off to those bro movies. This yeah. one it would finally come like time for the gay panic joke. Right. Like, right. Really? Must we do this? Instead, this is in these, the 80s. Yeah, like,
1: instead, these guys, like they'll go to a gay club on like, you know, the drag night and just mm-hmm. dance with everybody and they're just like this is fun it's kind of great isn't that
0: scene in Jacksonville is that it is yeah that's that's my home-ish town I lived there for like 20 years so now I really now I really want to see it in in theaters It's,
1: it's a lot of like you know, people in Florida, people in the South, like just people hanging out, and, and it's like the not the club scene, it's like the you know dude stripper scene. Uh-huh. So it's like you know, aside maybe you haven't seen as much of, but mm-hmm. I thought it felt authentic and friendly, and you know, quite. Yeah,
0: fun. I felt so. I you know, um, have you seen that documentary, a uh, small town gay bar? i one. have and yes that's totally what like the gay bar was like in jacksonville sure, It was sure. just another one of those like the few the few places you had it, like the oasis you had there and then totally. and it was always like threatened to be shut down by like the fire marshal or whatever like i got id'd at it like four times in a row just they're like we gotta be careful we, oh, we no. mess up one of these things but yeah
1: yeah and especially you know before Before last week, oh my (laughs) god, if recent news, you know, and still currently, there are a lot of places in the country people don't feel, you know, queer people Mm -hmm. don't feel comfortable in, and don't feel like you can really be comfortable, so Small Town Gay Bar is a movie about, like, you know, people who don't live in San Francisco, and, like, they maybe they have one bar they have to drive far to go to, but that's the place they can feel at home, so it's, like, a Mm -hmm. really important kind of thing.
0: Yeah, that's one thing, like, you know, I moved out here because I wanted to feel more comfortable like that, but then... Then after a while, you're like, "Am I spoiled by this? Am I forgetting what it was like for yeah. everybody else?" Yeah, like, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, also, I'm super jealous. You're going to Tokyo. I am. like this week, <laughs> like right? two days. Yeah. Is this wow. uh, your first time in Japan?
1: My first
3: time. Wow. I am
1: like, I'm going in bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Like, I, I don't know anything, and I'm very excited. You know, I know what I know from pop culture, uh-huh. but I don't know anything beyond that. So,
0: did you did you study any language before you uh, trepper? No. Oh.
2: Do you have like your business card etiquette down at least? There's oh, there's I certain rules. So. Like uh like well, you gotta hand it
0: with two hands, two hands. and accept okay. with two hands. Put it in your holder. Put it in don't, your holder. Don't put it you in your
2: pocket like I did. Oh, also no. don't forget your business cards like I did. Like there are a series of rules you have to keep well, in
0: mind when you're exchanging business cards. Up to, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to scare her too much with etiquette uh, yeah. stuff <laughs> because the the way I felt with etiquette was eventually is just like I know I'll mess up yeah. and I just have to live Made with for, that. and And know, like, I'm the smelly American. I'll just have to... I'm the gaijin, right? Is that the term? I know, like, three words. You know,
1: it's like, I I once could count to ten. Okay. Well,
0: that would be the one tip I'd say. Like, it's really quick memorization just to count to ten. If you learn to count to ten, you can count to a hundred. Because, like, the way they say if you can count to ten, it's like, to say, like, 33 is really saying 3, 10, 3. Okay. Mm. Yeah.
1: I could I can but, probably figure that part <laughs> out.
0: There. But but also it's so Tokyo is such an English friendly city. Like it's English signage everywhere. You can I I don't know if you're going anywhere outside of Tokyo, but uh,
1: Kyoto and Osaka.
0: Okay, but those,
1: I'm not going outside of fairly. Large
0: yeah, those cities, are all the big so, cities. Man. Yeah, oh, I loved I loved all those cities, man. of oh, Kyoto in the fall, so beautiful, so <sighs> That's beautiful. Awesome. But uh, but okay, let's, In the summer too. No, it <laughs> it is it is it is. I've been there in the summer. I I've gone there for TGS before. I missed. T- TGS last year I was sad but uh, but yeah if I I would definitely say geek wise you know Akihabara is great except sure. for except you just have to accept that like every floor every building has a little porn floor in it and you're just going to find it like well here's the Here's it's the never porn. the same floor, is it? I'm guessing. Uh, it. It's sometimes the third, sometimes the second. Yeah. They they indicate it very well with like it's a pink staircase to mm. get up there that okay. indicate that's the that's porn. I love that Weezer song there. so much. <laughs> pink, <Yeah>. staircase. <laughs> pink staircase. No don't. staircase. <laughs> um, well, okay. So let's get the what have what you've been reading out of the way here. Uh, I haven't read a whole lot actually this week. The only uh, we're recording this before Wednesday. Normally we do it on Wednesday. That's new comic day, so there's always a ton of stuff to talk about. But the the only two things I read came out of Image Expo which uh, Danielle and I both went to. uh, Mine are Southern Bastards number nine and Airboy number two. Airboy is still good, but it's a very weird... uh, Do you know Airboy uh, either? I'm
1: just Mm -hmm. familiar with the like baseline basics uh, yeah. i don't know anything beyond
0: that airboy is a weird series where it's this uh it's almost like i'd compare it to uh eight and a half the felini movie where it's about this sad creator who's like uh ah, my career is going nowhere and it's a real life story of like james robinson the actual writer of the book and he's hired to write a comic about this forgotten superhero named airboy but he all he does is like goes on this wild bender through san francisco and avoids his work and then airboy shows up in real life like hang out with him and telling him he's a debaucherous loser and so two was pretty good two was pretty good except it had uh, it had this one thing I think they handled it in a sensitive ish way but it had a very lame joke of them going to a a uh, gay bar where it was uh drag night and then a carrot airboy airboy has relations with one of the women there and then has the reaction of like I have a penis thing it's just such a uh. Lame. Yeah, i, I yeah. I'm disappointed when I see a good writer like go to such a Crappy tired place kind of. yeah, yeah yeah it's just like oh, I thought we were having fun why'd you take me here a joke straight want... out of entourage yeah there uh, you go yeah, yeah. exactly. I thought we were past that kind of joke too. Yeah, it's still it's still a promising book, and also just James Robinson really seems to just hate himself. Like he makes him looks makes himself look so horrible in the book. It's really it's really weird. And then Southern Bastards number nine, which is the uh, basically a single issue story of another backup character. Southern Bastards is one of my favorite books, and I'm gonna I'll it'll be the pick of the week. But I love that book so much. It really like it speaks to my southern roots so well, and it's about loving the south, but also hate. It and coming home and and seeing how people value football over everything <laughs> else, high school football over everything else. It's just such a great book. Like one, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but at Image Expo, one of my favorite things in the in the panel Jason Aaron was on when they opened it up to questions. This one man didn't have a question, but he said he was you know a visiting professor from Manhattan, but he was from Mississippi, and he said he was really thanks Jason Aaron for like the next issue has a cover of the when their recurring character this dog is like tearing up the the confederate flag and it says like uh, (laughs) death to the flag long live the south and the guy was like oh thank you so much and that's how I felt too like it's just a beautiful sentiment and I would say like this week the at least as of right now the first two volumes are like less than ten dollars combined on amazon like you can totally they are 100 percent worth it i love that series so much uh and the ninth volume is pretty good it's a nice history story of the sheriff in the town Mm -hmm. and how he was the star quarterback and then the term they use for it is southern fried noir and so it's about (laughs) it's about regrets and problems and and the guy who's the gang leader of the whole place is also the high school football coach and the beloved high school football coach it's. I. I really. I'm really enjoying that series. Let's see. I think that's it. I played a little more Arkham Knight, though not much. Have you been playing Arkham Knight? A bit. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
3: quite a bit.
0: I, I All I hear is, like, the story is, like, amazing, or it goes, at least for, like, it takes Batman to some interesting places, at least.
1: It does. I mean, so I'm not what you would call, like, a hardcore Batman fan by mm. any means. Like, I, you know, I certainly like movies I've seen. I've liked the few comics I've read. I really loved Arkham Asylum a few years <laughs> ago, you know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really kind of a fair-weather Batman fan, so take that with a grain of salt, of course. I, I, the story is really interesting, but the entire game is so heightened and so overwhelming over the top that it's actually, like, kind of funny. Like, I have a really hard time taking this Batman seriously when it's like, you know, the Batmobile is a tank. Like, a yeah. literal tank. You're just blowing everybody up all the time. Like, it's really, like, just cause Batman. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's that over the top. So I'm very much, you know, the gravelly-voiced moral detective kind of doesn't <laughs> doesn't really show up as much in this, in this now, particular game. <laughs> yeah, once you
0: hand him a tank, there's, like... <laughs>
1: not much peacekeeping yeah. to be done with that yeah Yeah,
0: and it just turns into this thing of where you have to just believe Batman is infallible of like right. the rule it's not that Batman doesn't kill people it's that like literally the law of that universe is Batman can't kill people so it's
3: impossible to kill anyone yeah. Yeah, even if like it looks G. Like, G. Like, rules. Yeah, yeah.
0: even if it looks like they're dead they are not dead they are unconscious and even though they probably are like gonna be in a coma for the rest of their life or have like a horrible concussion like or they'll never walk the same
2: when you're, you're in that vehicle in like every other vehicle in the entire game unmanned. I mean, you fight, they never yeah, make right, it. Yeah, right. They're yeah. all
1: drone tanks. Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, okay. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah you, thats it's a real big suspension, even more so than in the, la- the previous Arkham games. It is a major suspension of disbelief.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the game itself is really fun to play. Like, mm. it's this just big, goofy playground, you know, and it feels so good to move around. Mm. It feels so good to use the grappling hook to yeah. just sort of swing around through the city. It's fun mm. to sort of glide on your cape through the city. It's fun to... A lot of the Riddler challenges are actually fun. I loved those in earlier games. Yeah. I yeah. really, really liked those. And there are probably way too many of them in this one. Well, that's <laughs> um, how I felt but, in City
0: too. You know. I was just like, I, I got two hundred of four hundred in City and <sighs> once I once I hit two hundred I was like, that's enough. I just can't I can't get it can't get double these again. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah, that's obscene.
0: Yeah, especially when I got all the easy ones the, in the first two hundred, and yeah, it's the I yeah I have not hit. I I hear there's a big story change after uh, Arkham uh, or after Ace chemicals near the beginning I still have not passed that I, I blame it on extra work thanks to our patreon that we just started but also thanks patrons yeah, Jeez. Thanks, thanks, thanks for giving us money yeah. uh, but also because I started playing like it was on sale for five bucks so I downloaded Civ Revolution for my oh, phone awesome. and I just caught the Civ bug so hard again I just like one more turn one more turn well, I haven't won this with Bismarck yet <laughs> and yeah that game Civ games are so so addicting or addictive or whatever that, that that was a banned word at my old job. Like, don't use a word "addictive." That's easy. That's just an easy word. Uh, but it's sometimes
1: <laughs> it's useful, though. So yeah, you know. I think so too. Unless you don't use it in every everything yeah. you write or say.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Same with like meat and potatoes. Don't use that. and I'm like that is isn't overused. Visceral. Trick. We have visceral, visceral on over... our on our no no list. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you need to have those no no words because they get used too much. Definitely, yeah. but but sometimes they are sometimes needed. it's the right
1: word. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, have you been reading anything else, daniel
1: You know, I've been playing more than I've been reading, certainly. Uh, I I am sort of catching up with Saga. I'm catching up with Wicked and Divine. I'm catching up with a lot of the things that, you know, I've I've been reading forever. Yeah, yeah. certainly. Um, But I did take a quick look at something new, and I I, I haven't checked if there was any embargo information, so I might not be able to say too much about it. But at the press event Mm -hmm. um, during Image Expo, so this relates to Image Expo, and I'm blanking on the name of Jesus, I'm sorry. Faster Than Light, the the first sort of preview issue was given out. so oh cool do look at that that seems pretty rad it's um, hard sci-fi it's about an actual humans have actually cracked interstellar travel and you know that's sort of the premise mm. I love hard sci-fi so mm. I'm enjoying this but I don't want to give anything away about it
0: because mm.
3: of
1: you know it was sort of a preview oh. advance but that
0: was so. man oh, I wish I had I was I was there as press, but I was not invited to that. Oh, oh no! no. Too, I was just there to cover it. Like I got a press pass, but I was having you trouble getting in. You probably would have been allowed, allowed yeah.
1: in because it was just sort of where it's where they took every single person after their panel. Uh, they just okay. went to the press room, mm. talked for half an hour, and some of them gave out you know some advanced stuff. Okay. Um, but it wasn't you know it, I don't think there was any specific embargo on it, but I don't want to like. Yeah, no, you should just be in in
0: case – <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so, but you say like regularly you read like Wicked and Divine and In Saga. Those oh yeah, two Saga.
1: Probably those are probably my two favorite sex criminals. You know, uh, okay, a yeah, lot of the book. things that like. So I will I will be totally honest. I'm new to comics. Like, uh, I, or newly, you know, I I read them as a kid, and yeah. then you know just kind of got right back into them at the ripe old age of you know 30, 31. <laughs> because my girlfriend is a huge comics fan, and so oh. she has been you know sort of you know slipping them across to me, and I'm like, this is great. Why haven't I been reading this my entire life? This is amazing. So I'm I'm. Just <laughs> Just sort of. I feel like those are probably really popular ones for people who are just getting back in.
0: As oh well, yeah, so. now Saga is like that's. I've said it before on that's the show. The gateway drug. Yeah, exactly. It is kind of the gateway drug, or it's almost. I almost don't suggest it to friends anymore because I'm like, you must have heard of this, or <laughs> totally, or that. It, yeah. To me, it feels like saying to somebody like, "Have you heard the show Game of Thrones? It's this really big show. <laughs> totally. It's totally. It's, yeah. Yeah. And uh, though, yeah, I just gave Saga to uh, to two friends who they this married couple I'm friends with. and They love it because they just had a little girl. Girl, and so they're really oh, seeing awesome. themselves in the characters yeah. and yeah Saga is so yeah I, I love Saga it's, it's I mean there's not much more to say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no of course it's uh, just a lot of fun well, if you like uh, if you like Wicked and Divine have you read the um, Young Avengers series that the team did My before that your
1: girlfriend there? is just like getting into those now and okay. i think i'll be getting them next yeah no. <laughs> she'll just you know slide the ipad across <laughs> yep, there you go no <laughs> that was turn.
0: <laughs> that was such a great series and like also like super queer like that's oh, also that's what awesome. i loved about it and, yeah. and they wasn't treated as an event that that it was like oh we have a, a gay characters in this or whatever but it was it, i love that they were working together and they were t- they those two were such a great team and so them moving on to wicked and divine was such a great great fit for them I, was lo- I love seeing that
1: that's awesome yeah I'll be definitely going back for that one soon as
0: well okay uh, well Dave what have you yeah, I mean we've got Dave's yeah. homework so uh, <laughs> so uh, new yeah. listeners and, and also for t- mm-hmm. y'all um, for the last couple weeks we've been giving Dave homework assignments of classic books for him to read because he normally only reads really Walking Dead. And yeah. so.
2: I'm I'm in the same boat where sure, I've only sure. started to get into comics because of these guys within the last uh-huh. two or three years. Sure. Yeah. So these guys have been giving me homework homework assignments every week. So the first week was Daredevil and this week was Swamp Thing, which I'm sad to say
0: I did not finish. It was very long. Well, two hundred pages. You didn't yeah uh, I'm like, 150 pages in it right It's there, right there, yeah. yeah. I, I consider that you finished you finished it and that you finished the Floronic man story. There's a which two is so crazy there's a yeah, yeah. honestly the two part of the follows it is not as good so yeah. you've, you've read the best stuff i'm
2: ever. glad i didn't give an a to uh daredevil because that gets an a i think yeah. that that there's the the second issue of swamp thing in that collection anatomy lesson yeah anatomy lesson like that is one of the best one single issue comics nice. i think i've ever read yeah
0: it's one of yeah historically it's like one of the most important comics like it alan moore did that book of like a couple of years before uh, Watchmen, but all the tricks and stuff he put in Watchmen is in that single issue, and it's it's literally dissecting a character to then see him from a new angle and mm-hmm. redefine him for the '80s, which is what he and every other major creator in the '80s did with all these characters. Yeah. And then it literally happens in anatomy lesson, and it's oh, wow. and it's a great horror story too, yeah. and it's yeah. and it's all done in one issue. It's it's an amazing book, and so now you finally read it, yeah.
2: Probably. And all of the Floronic Man stuff is great. Wood mm-hmm. would Drew, the, the the way he com- like he commands basically. the the forest to mm. work from or forests around the world and there's this one issue where he basically holds an entire town hostage and starts to like encroach on like the world's oxygen and oh, it, wow. it, it's such a big yeah. super villainy thing but like it's different in a way yeah. and just I, yeah I love that and it's it, it's sad that I'm thinking this way when I'm reading a comic, but I'm like, this is such a great movie premise. I, can, <laughs> totally. I know Alan, yeah, Alan yeah. Moore's not like he was well, not, no. he was not fond of the Watchmen getting the wrong. Well, book I mean, he or hated, movie. he's
0: hated every movie that his stuff got made into. But that just works so well. It's like that this one.
2: This yeah. one stretch of like I guess four or five issues mm-hmm. is such a great story. Like I, I don't I feel bad spoiling things, but like the way he the way that that Swamp Thing defeats this guy is also great. It's not like any stories I really read where it's like all right the villain's gonna ha- gonna have to get beat. It's like Swamp Thing finding a way to defeat this guy in yeah. a different way.
0: But he was also like an empathetic dude, yeah. and, and he was like I, I mentioned this, the the Alamore Swamp Thing Superman team up that came mm-hmm. out around the same time where. The end of it is not him fighting Superman. It's him hugging Superman until he's oh, yeah. healed. Like, that's how it, that's oh. how it ends. <laughs> yeah, Alan Moore, like, was really toying around with stuff. Like, same with Foronic Man. He took a dude who was, like, a C-list villain at best.
2: Yeah, the, the I love how, like, the... Uh, the Justice League mm-hmm. are basically talking about beating this guy so many times it's, it should be simple and then they realize like, we are completely impotent in this situation <laughs> nothing yeah. we can do can stop this guy turns out it has to be Swamp Thing.
0: Yeah, it's it. Yeah, it's Saga of the Swamp Thing, at least that first volume I think it's like a must read, recommended yeah. reading for everybody. Yeah. Once be, Okay, well good. I'm glad you enjoyed it Dave. Uh, I'd also suggest I mean, we have the pile over there, but I'm yeah. just going to assign it to you because this is image-related. Mm-hmm. It's Fatal. Okay. I, think that should be I saw, I saw that in the
2: pile. I, I have read, uh, I read the first issue of Fade Out, and I like that. Oh, I yeah. Heard that it's, like, same, same team. Okay. Same team. So, yeah. yeah. I'm totally down for that.
0: Yeah. Have you uh, familiar with either of those?
1: I'm familiar with Fatal, mm-hmm. not Fade Out.
0: So. Now uh, Both are great. Like, Fatal is heavy noir. Uh, it's about a femme fatal character, but she's actually like a mythical femme fatale that was created by Cthulhu, basically, <laughs> and it's her awesome. and it's her yeah. going through like the fifties and the seventies and the nineties oh, wow. and all this and it's a it's a really good mystery book, and it's only four volumes long. Like they planned it to only be to issue thirty and then over done. And yeah, it was it's a really I, yeah, great book. That's uh, another
2: hook for me. Is mm-hmm. if something is like 30 issues that'll be a great story and I know I won't like get addicted to it or like isn't that, isn't that that's the deal with Saga too, right
0: it's only a well, certain amount of issues or I guess that, it's only I mean, up to a certain point I think they think they do they did say they have an end but they're not stopping anytime soon uh-huh. like I think they're maybe done with the they're second probably, act soon.
3: yeah
1: Sales wise, I'm sure. Yeah, uh... yeah. Oh my god, it sells
0: <laughs> sells too good. Jeez. Well, I,
2: I guess it's because it's it's only been out for so long. Where I don't feel like I'm going to be overwhelmed. Like I can't. Where would I get into Spider Man? Where would I get into <laughs> you know Batman? There's just yeah. too much. I will never know everything about this, but I can yeah. know everything about Saga. Totally. You know everything about Fatal. So
0: yeah, though I think Walking Dead has that problem now too. Of just like oh, you want to get into Walking Dead. Here's 150 issues. Just, yeah, uh, flip through. It's only that. two giant uh, yeah, thick compendiums. I, know. I don't know. For some reason, that did
2: get me. But well, yeah. Walking I Dead is out outside the, of the comic.
0: Uh, I mean, the comics, Walking Dead. They, you read them so fast mm-hmm. like it's just such an easy quick read it is like yeah. a soap opera really kind of thing mm-hmm. alright well cool Dave so now you have your assignment everybody yeah. else who wants to read along with Dave we can yeah. pick up Fatal Volume 1 but okay let's talk about Image Expo that yeah. uh, you and I went to this was uh, like a mini pre-comic con thing for Image and it was at the uh, like down the street from here the Yerba Buena Center yes. of the Arts just and a beautiful
1: venue yeah I love but that yeah.
0: venue I, I hadn't been there much before the only other time I'd been there was to see uh, last year they showed a bunch of uh, Miyazaki films oh, in their nice. the theater and it was amazing like it was I had never just the experience of watching like uh, Ghibli films with an audience, and with an actual audience and laughing yeah, together, like special. It's a total, yeah. yeah. It's it's so different from watching it just on your DVD player or whatever.
1: I was actually there when uh, Obama was reelected in 2012. Oh, wow. I was at a party oh. there, and it was. Oh, I will always associate it with that because <laughs> like just, yeah. there was a lot of goodwill in that room. Yeah. Say. Oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. I
0: I was just at home like flipping between Fox News and my thought <laughs> just like uh, want to watch their misery and soak it in. It oh, like that was a great night. We were that, that <laughs> and then. I was on <laughs> that same week. We recorded like one of our smuggest podcast mm. ever. and just like, ah, oh, we <laughs> want, like, yeah. Sometimes uh, yeah,
1: it's probably deserved. You yeah, know, sometimes uh, it's deserved.
0: <laughs> Got to celebrate it when it happens. But yeah, Image Expo. They had panels. They had announcements. They basically had like the equivalent of an E3 press conference to announce all their new books. And uh, yeah, I I sat through all the panels. Oh. And it was it was really exciting. the The start of the show. The guy talked up creator own books so much that it filled me with energy of like, I should make my own comic too. <laughs> Everybody should, yeah. <laughs> like, and and it also makes you think: Why do they work for Marvel and DC and give them the best years of their career? Why don't they invest in their own thing? Especially when, like, if it gets licensed for a TV show or movie, they'll get richer anyway. You know, yeah. like, did you did you have a similar feeling for that?
1: I mean, certainly. Well, I mean, first and foremost, the thing that I walked away with the most was just the incredibly positive energy and just incredible. Like, there was. A lot of diversity there yeah. like, you know not a hundred percent diversity but there were a lot of like women creators and there were some people of color and there were some queer people and, it, and i was just like this is great sorry <laughs> yeah. i swear yeah, yeah okay yeah. sorry <laughs> this is just great <laughs> <laughs> not, not the word. okay i was really excited about a lot of the new things and yeah. there were a lot of like wacky interesting new things too like snot girl from yeah <laughs> Lee O'Malley and um L- leslie hung yeah yeah there. and it was like you know what I believe that they're gonna make something cool about that. And it's it's literally about a girl who is a fashion blogger who has bad allergies. Yeah. <laughs> and like the art on it is like uh, snot on her nose. Yeah. It's, it's really funny. And I'm like, you know what? Go with God. It's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be fun, I'm sure. You know, I'd believe those creators when they say they're gonna make something fun out of that. So yeah, just I, positivity.
0: Yeah, and I'm interested to see what Brian Lee O'Malley can do. Like he it's it's rare when he's just the writer on something.
1: Yeah, I think so. this is the first major yeah, project it he's might doing be.
2: that. On. Yeah, so yeah. Scott Pilgrim or Scott Pilgrim yeah and Ah.
0: which yeah so it's great to see him him announcing a book and just yeah the feeling of the show too was guys like uh, Brian Lee O'Malley and, and also China Cluxton Flores And others, like they had published books at other places. And so now they were publishing an image. Like it was also like these big gets for image, too. Yes, definitely. And same with uh, one of my favorite announcements was, you know, I talked about how much I loved. I love Southern Bastards. And the other book Jason Aaron (gasps) did before it was Scalped. And now the Scalped team is teaming up again to do The Goddamned, which sounds awesome. Like it's. It's about the the people before uh, the I guess the people who are washed away when Noah's Ark starts or the flood starts, and so it's just all the horrible people who just killing each other with sticks and stuff. It, it sounds great. I yeah. I love him. Uh, just him working with biblical stuff sounds awesome. And, and then there was also uh, another big one I'm interested in was that Crosswind book. The yes. that, yeah, Gail Simone and Cat Stags are doing. Yes. Yeah, that's because Gail Simone. I just love Gail Simone. Like you, her, a um, recent book she did the well Secret Six. I love Secret Six so much, and and also. She just did the Red Sonia series, which mm. was great. You, have you read that one? I've or? not read them, but right.
1: again, I've like <laughs> looked it up as uh. she, you know, when she was about to go on kind of right. thing. So
0: yeah. Oh yeah. Her Red Sonia stuff is awesome. I had always, I had always written off Red Sonia as like, eh, she's a bikini girl cover for like Frank Frazetta. Nah, I'm not that into that. But maybe I, I it reminded me like, maybe I should have given her older books a chance because mm. Gail Simone wrote is No, she's just a badass, war-scarred person who like drinks herself to sleep <laughs> sometimes. Yes. And also that <laughs> they like ex- they explore her sexuality some too. It was just an interesting an interesting thing. I just like when they, as time goes on, characters who were had hinted at sexuality that they couldn't discuss now they can finally, you know, it's not the love that you can't speak its name. Mm. Damn, I messed up the saying <laughs> that. No, no, you, yeah, I
1: got you. <laughs> but anyway,
0: yeah, Crosswinds looks awesome. Like, it looks super, uh, I think the the pitch Gail Simone had for it was Freaky Friday meets Goodfellas.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah it's about a, a Seattle housewife who's like husband doesn't respect her she has like a teenage son who's going through like being a teen mm-hmm. and she inexplicably like swaps lives with this like secret agent dude who's mm-hmm. like you know James Bond-esque like Mr. Badass and like he has to live in her life she has to live <laughs> in his life oh my and god. the cover is just like this woman who <laughs> just looks like she's had the worst day of her life yeah. she's sitting there with like smoking a cigarette in the men's room like sitting in a stall like oh my god and it's <laughs> really just evocative and Yeah, that looks that, really cool. So many
0: of the images like wow. they they had such great yeah. images on screen for yeah. it. Like oh that was God. that was great to see. And yeah, there there was so much positive energy from the creators too. And though I definitely got a feel from several of them there was also like an FUDC and Marvel feeling too. A little bit, yeah. Well, definitely from Carrie Kari Andrews, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. who his presentation was just telling a story about like him feeling effed over by Marvel and Yeah. I mean, that long, uh, long story short, he tells the story of like that he he had finished 12 issues in a row of his Iron, uh, iron Fist story, mm. wrote, drew, mm. lettered, colored and said nobody's ever done that 12 mm. issues in a row of Marvel. And so he's like wants to celebrate and his editor takes him out for steak and then says he can't you can't buy him beer he can't buy him alcohol and he says well can I visit the office he's like well you know you have stricter rules on visitors and he's like I've worked for you guys for 16 years oh, and I'm geez. a visitor God. now like and it's just one of those things that he then after all that speech then he presents what his new project is going to be called the one percent mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and it's just about this guy who kills the rich and, wow. and yeah his yeah.
1: working title was actually eat the rich yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: and you can see that's him it definitely feels like he's putting mm-hmm. that anger towards the big guys into this book. And yeah, I got a slight of that from uh, Shane Davis as well uh from Ascend cuz I think he's even he said something like if you're given a blank page and then fill it up, you're a creator. I don't care what you let anybody else says, And he's doing like this video game book the yeah. what, what's the so plot? Ascend uh, the yeah.
1: plot is it's like a teenage boy is like 15 or 16 and his uh, his twin brother is actually just died, and he's sort of mourning. So he goes completely into this game. Like his mm-hmm. whole life becomes this game. And the big switcheroo, the big premise is the game actually leads to a real life apocalypse. Like it's connected to the real world. And so it's like video game apocalypse equals real life apocalypse. And they <laughs> kind of go from there. So it's that's pretty cool. I think. Wow. That's, that's a-, a really great premise. Yeah, I,
0: yeah, that does sound, and Shane Davis is like, he's a great artist, he, I think maybe he is feeling like, if I had to guess why he would feel, he's feel screwed over is because he was a big part of the Red Lanterns, like of creating the Red Lanterns and the Green Lantern books, and now Red Lanterns are like some of the most popular things and get merchandised out the ass, and I, I'm hoping at least like in, you know, kind of the hippie socialist way of thinking, but these people leaving for creator-owned stuff, now they have a place to go. And that hopefully Marvel and DC will see, like, maybe we could treat them a little bit better so they don't <laughs> leave. Like, yeah. Because eventually they'll run out of, I feel like they'll run out of their most talented people because they'll just, uh, that was what Greg Rooka said too. He was just so like, yep. he was like, I'm, I finished my last DC thing. I'm done with DC. I'll do whatever I want now. But in and, and his book, Black Magic sounds really cool yes. too. Yes. Oh
1: my God. He is particularly just entertaining. also yeah. to, to see him speak, like, you know, I, I'm a fan of Lazarus. Like, I've, I've, again, in my, in my first year and a half of reading <laughs> comics, it was one of the first things, you know, I got the sort of first compendium or whatever of that mm. and got really into that. And so, you know, when I saw his name on the, on the list of things, you know, Brian K. Vaughn and him and Gail Simone, you know, were kind of the, the names. I was like, oh, I'm excited. I'm going to see <laughs> them talk. And he is just entertaining as hell. And when he came into the press room, so I had the experience where I sat the, you know, I went to the keynote and then I sat the entire day in the press room where every single person sort of right after they, you know, had talked in their panel or whatever would actually come into the press room and it was Q and A. And he was like, at the end of the day, he's like, low blood sugar. I'm here. I'm punchy. You know, and the, and the artist for that project, Nicole, oh, Nicole is, uh- it's, I feel bad forgetting someone's name but you know she was really entertaining too and they just were like the the comedy hour in there they're just like yeah. oh yeah you know we'll be honest with you you know blah, blah blah and it was great and it's always fun to see that at a press event because usually people are pretty buttoned up yeah. they're sticking to their talking points and this was just like oh the hell with that you know
0: well i do think comic creators compared to games like especially that's true yeah for creator own books like really they just have like the one image pr person but it's their books so yeah. if they want to say they could spoil the end of their books if they wanted to that's in an true. interview. They don't have a PR person hanging over them. We're not talking like, about those yeah. guns in the game yeah. yet. Yeah, we're yeah. not we're not talking about that yet. We're not talking about that. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, ugh, definitely. I, I hate hearing we're not talking about that. I have
2: hilarious. to imagine, like, i actually I don't even know that many, like I've, I haven't seen that many normal Comic Con panels that aren't based off a movie. Sure. But like <laughs> when a when a press conference isn't based on showing you trailer after trailer it probably has. It probably has more of a laid-back vibe. Yes. I would imagine, it's like way more fun yeah. too, because you mm-hmm. actually
1: get to ask questions, and there were only yeah. like I don't know, fifteen press people in the room and you just you know the one or two creators just ah. like at a desk and like you know maybe one PR person but they weren't like oh you cannot say this it was very <laughs> yeah. like relaxed and shit, please like, look forward really to our nice, comic honestly yeah. yeah it was like here this is what we're gonna do uh, Nicola gonna Scott that's the name there we go there
0: and we uh, go. yeah their book is Black Magic with a K and it's uh, like well somebody is like into older magic than Wicca even and is, is a, on the police force so he he, he he joked that he called it witch cop for a long time <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Uh, and and also on the panel he had this funny exchange with Gail Simone because Nicola Scott had been working on Gail Simone's books for so long and he she finally got off of Gail's books so that they could work together and he was like, Gail, you finally you kept her too long. I wanted to do this <laughs> for eight years. And but the and, and also on the panel like this was it was funny to see this happen that he went when they asked him about Star Wars, he went crazy to talk about <laughs> Star Wars. Uh, because he's writing several Star Wars books and he apologized slightly because he's like, I'm talking about my Star Wars books and this big creator own mm-hmm. thing. I'm sorry. But he was just like, he said, writing a long time ago in a galaxy far away. He said, like, realizing you're writing, you're, you're, you're actually writing a crawl, you go, oh my God, I'm so, <laughs> oh. And just like putting, he was so excited to talk about putting words in words in Han Solo's mouth and everything and I will say that like the Star Wars book if you've ever loved Star Wars or ever into Star Wars at the very least the Jason Aaron Star Wars book from a few from the last six months or so is a really great series and these are canon now right yeah it's the old stuff that's not Everything before Marvel took it yeah. is non-canonical now. Yeah. Everything post that's been published by Marvel is canonical. So is
1: it like after Return of the Jedi? Uh, the entire expanded universe stuff that I was obsessed with when I was a teenager is now does, out doesn't door. count. Oh. Yep,
0: no longer. Yeah. Yeah. There, Admiral
1: <laughs> Thrawn.
0: Like I know Jason
1: and Jaina. Oh my
0: god! I know all the all that stuff. I. <laughs> I read the Thrawn trilogy and then I read a few more, but I and I also read the Dark Empire comics. But eventually, it got to be too much continuity for me. Like the the post post Jedi stuff was just too much. When uh, when they killed Chewie, that was I think oh. when I stopped. I, I heard yeah. a lot of people were. I actually
1: I had bowed out before then, but mm-hmm. I, I had heard about that and I was like, good thing I got out. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> But not yeah the and this just takes place between uh, New Hope and Empires, which okay. was like a three year break. So there's a lot of stuff to fill in there. But yeah, it's such a great book, and John Cassaday is such a great artist on it. But yeah, anyway, Greg Rucka was so excited to just gab about Star Wars, just gush about it. And also uh, on that same panel, I believe was um, uh, Steve Orlando who's doing the yes, book Virgil, Virgil. Which I gotta say, I was like the one thing he said it twice when he said the thing about he was thinking of it like Django Unchained, if Tarantino wasn't a pussy, I think was how he put it. And I was like, I think I think Django and yeah. Chain covered some pretty heavy shit. It's no, yeah. is
1: not what I would call a, a pussification of a movie by yeah. any means. Uh, yeah. Or, yeah.
0: But I guess he the Steve Orlando in general, he wanted more gay themes and, and sure. stuff like sure. that. And he said uh, he said a book he's been pitching forever is Die Hard except John McClane is saving his husband. And so Yeah. yeah. And that sounds to be what Virgil is. Like Virgil takes place in Jamaica and is this cop who is his partner is kidnapped and then he has to just kick ass all across It's revenge. Yeah, to, it's yeah. like
1: revenge fantasy the whole way. Yeah. I'm super mm-hmm. super excited about this just mm-hmm. because it sounds awesome. The only thing I'm a little I have a little trepidation for is like white dude writing a you know a very like very specific kind of black character like yeah, Cop yeah. in Jamaica, like Jamaica has a lot of a mm-hmm. lot of baggage in terms of mm-hmm. homophobia and a lot of Kind of nasty things. It does sound like he's done his homework, you know, uh, yeah, and he really so. cares about it, and he's going to do justice to it. But there's always like that feeling of like, okay, you get, it's totally cool. Like, do do anything you're going to do, but like just be, be careful if, yeah. you're, if you're like a white person. Writing a uh, person of color, just just be careful. Do your research. Yeah, do your just homework. Do, yeah.
0: And mm-hmm. I I would hope yeah. When he that was the one thing too. I was like Jamaica. I hope you mm-hmm. like spend more time than like a vacation there or something. Yeah, or right, like, right. Yeah. And
1: it, the way he was speaking about it, he sounded like he absolutely did, and yeah. was like doing a lot of research, talking to a lot of people. So. I yeah. felt very comforted yeah. after hearing him speak about it. Yeah, and
0: also the art style, you know, reminds me of like oh, uh, yeah. like uh, yeah. well, Drive and Hotline Miami, oh, like totally. same kind of it's, harsh it's neo exploitation in yeah. the modern era kind of thing.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, those... They're calling it queer exploitation. Yeah, that was I did like that term <laughs> that too,
0: Well, and speaking of uh, the that reminds me of Ronald Wimberly, like Yes. Oh I, my god, yeah. I am embarrassed to say like this this event too showed me there were a bunch of There are a bunch of creators, like, I thought, I know everything about comics. And they keep bringing out these people like, oh, I don't know you. I don't know you either. I don't know you. And uh, Ronald Wimberly was the one that made me go like, holy shit, I need to read whatever this guy has in print already. He presented two amazing ideas. Like, the first was Sunset Park, which is about the gentrification of Brooklyn, except it's vampires doing it.
3: (laughs) Which makes all kinds Uh. of sense. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I
0: I love that. I I that. And just when he like, I loved his pitch too. When he said it to the audience, like he didn't even say the word gentrification, but he's just like Brooklyn's being taken over by people who are shoving out the <laughs> the old people. But it's vampires. We're like,
3: fuck. Like, yep.
1: <laughs>
0: well, you're you're moving there soon, aren't you? I or? am, but
1: I'm I'm trying to actually <laughs> believe it or not, not be in Brooklyn because of the whole gentrification mm-hmm. thing. I'm actually trying to go to like Long Island City, like a, a place oh. that was more. Industrial and not oh, yeah. going to be kicking as many people out mm. because I genuinely do not yeah. want to be a shithead.
0: Well, days from Long <laughs> yeah. Island.
2: Oh, nice. Uh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, like, before I moved here, I wanted to move to Queens, so it's like... Nice, well, nice. Yeah, yeah. Long exactly. Island City is right around there where it's like you're not dealing quite with, uh, with the weirdness of Long Island, and you still get some of that city experience. So. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's what I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah, <laughs> Fingers yeah. are crossed for yeah. that. So.
0: Uh, it's still exciting, and, like, you get out of the... I, I think I saw you tweet the, the funny thing. You said, like, <laughs> To save money, I have to move to New York because I can't, like, I cannot afford a bigger mm. place in San Francisco. Literally true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, That's how bad it is in San Francisco right now. I to get a new apartment. Yeah,
0: if you're you're safe with rent control, but you just could never leave. You could never yeah. ever move ever. Yeah. And
1: like I, you know, I'm in, I'm with my girlfriend. We both work from home on most days. Not every day. We we have an office and everything, but most mm. days we work from home and we're in like a tiny studio the size of this room. Jeez, wow. So it's like. Yeah. We
2: need space. <laughs> yeah, we work like three <laughs> days together here, and it's it's too small. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah <laughs> with well, another person. So yeah,
1: no, yeah. it's it's very much like I I can get along, and you know, it's my mm. girlfriend. I love yeah, yeah. It's, it's not that hard. It's just kind of like we want a cat. We want to be able to actually mm, expand just yeah. a tiny bit. You know.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I miss. I, I live in a studio too, and I miss just having. Uh, when I first moved here, I, I lived in a two bedroom place nice, and, with know? a roommate, but I, I really miss having my own living room. Just like having the demarcation yeah. of like living room and bedroom mm-hmm. different right. places right like, I like
1: work from bed most of the time cuz we don't have furniture <laughs> like we have uh, one desk you know, she's at the desk I'm in the bed <laughs> if <fine>. i <laughs> if it's the other way I think it's the other way so yeah. it's like yeah it's really healthy to have a little more room yeah. but and, but yeah his his pitch sounded amazing and him just speaking just yeah. oh my god i was like i want to read everything you ever write mm-hmm. in yeah. your life Well, like, the, like,
0: other, the yeah. other one he pitched it's like farther yeah. off than sunset park is is called it's a series called slave punk and the first volume is called white coal and it's yes. And that it's uh steampunk for America, so he is is how he put it. And he said like if it takes place in the eighteen hundreds in America
3: There's get, some stuff going on yeah, there, there's some yeah. Stuff.
0: And so like it's the the first image is just such an incredible image it's it's slaves in a cotton field but they are looking up and there's somebody flying by like in this machine that's making fly and it's so it's such a striking image and that he says the story is like these two inventors they build a flying suit but one person owns the other inventor and it's this weird dynamic and yeah it, it just sounds so it just the concept alone just excites me so much
1: yeah, and he's just a smart, awesome person. Yeah, I was just yeah. like please, I want to hear everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it was also really cool. Like he was on a panel with Brian Leomalley O'Malley, too, and he just started talking about like their favorite anime too. I was like, <laughs> no, I wow, so you're in the anime also? That we're running so long, but I do oh, want to yeah, say, sorry. yeah, faster <laughs> than light. That looked, that did look really yeah, cool. Yeah, and So far, so good on that one. I, I, I like to set though. I have a f- uh, friends who love Next Generation a lot more than the, the original series, and when he described. The original series as Kirk gets them into action and he actually does stuff while meanwhile, uh next generation, they have a conversation until stuff happens. Like it's not an unfair characterization of it though. I still I I, I maybe it's just because I watched it growing up and not the original series, but I still love next generation more.
1: Yeah, I I hear that. I love them all, mm. but I for different reasons.
0: And uh then Kyle Higgins, Alex Siegel, and Rod Reese, they're doing that Hadrian's Walk, which Oh, yeah. It sounded like a murder mystery. Uh, well, they said it was murder mystery on the uh, uh, the ship from aliens. Uh, oh, or from Alien. Yeah, yeah. On yeah. yeah. uh, Nostromo, Yeah. You know, a lot of these. I have to say, a lot of these sounded like a pitch for. I. I gotta wonder who's thinking of a TV show or a movie when sure. they're doing these things too. Like. Uh. Well, has
2: a lot of success, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's. I've, I feel like I've read that in interviews before. Steve Nile, the guy who mm-hmm. created 30 Days of Night, mm-hmm. he said, like, I was handing scripts to producers and they weren't reading them. So then I made it into a comic and I can hand the comic to mm-hmm. them. And they're like, oh, sure. <laughs> well, that, I get what this is now.
2: I ah, gave me the storyboard already. Thank you. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's what Kerry Andrews was talking about, too, that he's also a filmmaker. Like, I don't know how he finds the time to be like a filmmaker and and write draw letter color his own comics like That's
1: intense. Yeah, it's a lot of work.
0: Oh, and that cool that Huck book too which sounds <laughs> pretty out there yeah, I that gotta sounds say. pretty out there yeah yeah it's uh, Mark Miller and Raphael Albuquerque that it's sounds like it's basically like an action film starring Forrest Gump like <laughs> the... yeah
1: they they called it Captain America meets Forrest Gump in the meets <laughs> meets you know <laughs> wow. the, the, the way they described it and Raphael was there yeah yeah I was surprised
0: Miller wasn't there I... yeah
1: me too a little bit but you know he was, he was very excited about it and he's like this is like uh, he's from American Vampire and that's sort of what he's
0: mm. done
1: for a while and you know he said this is just such a different rhythm this is like more American on a kind of softer approach yeah. to everything. He's like drawing American Vampire feels like heavy metal music and he's like this is a little softer. I was like, "All right, I like I
0: like that description." Uh, like, yeah, it, and uh, the last one I want to talk about was Ringside, which seemed oh, yeah. like yeah. the comic created for me like once it and and Dave, uh, yeah. I swear I was thinking <laughs> I was thinking in the weeks ahead of this. I was like, why doesn't anybody do a comic book about about pro wrestling? Like why isn't there a real pro wrestling comic book? And then here comes out Joe Keating I cannot remember how it was pronounced, but he comes out to introduce his new book. Cena. And, <laughs> Cena. Cena. Yeah, he, he comes out to introduce his new book and he's saying all the things that like make me excited. He's like, you know, I read the Mick Foley book and I was more interested behind the scenes stuff than than what was happening in the ring. And this is what it's about. And it's the his dream to make it come true. I was like, wow. And then I just love the cover image to it too. And the logo, it just... I don't know. It just looks really cool. I'm, yeah. I'm really excited for that. I, it was one of those things that annoy me. It's like, I gotta wait for November for this stuff,
3: man. <laughs> yeah.
0: and, and lastly, yeah, Brian K. Vaughn came out and his his big announcement was just that he's writing a Walking Dead story. Like, that was, though it is in continuity. Like, it's a, and in black and white and everything, though. It it just reminded me that, like, I'm very excited that they're doing a print version of their, of his online book from Panel Syndicate, oh, Private yeah, Eye. Yeah. I mean, they they made it the formatting and layout of it is meant to they they wrote it for a tablet and you're meant yeah. to scroll through uh-huh. it like it's a tablet but still I was like I want this on my shelf I, I don't I You know, call me a hoarder or whatever, but (laughs) I I want I want it in print on my shelf. Even though I own, I bought all ten issues for like I I gave them a ten bucks total for it, which I feel like is a fairish price. Though it's honestly like such the the series is great. Private Eye, like definitely check that out if if you have not. That's
1: on my list, my my very long (laughs) awesome list. Yeah, yeah.
0: Private Eye, so good. And so it's cool to hear that Image is going to be publishing the collection of it. And also, I talked about it last week, but he was also. He brought up We Stand on Guard, which is a really cool book that he's doing with Steve uh, Scroats, Scrochy, I think it was, how it's pronounced. I've said Scorsese on here, but that's not how it's pronounced. <laughs> Several times during that event, I was like, oh, that's how that's pronounced? Ooh, whoops. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah.
1: I, I do that a lot myself. Especially yeah. in
2: comicsology, like when you're on that page, it's just, they <laughs> say phonetically the like. say yeah, the names. Little yeah, phonetic. yeah, that'd be yeah.
0: nice. Well, I remember as a kid, before like they had them in movies... My friends would say, "Oh, it's Matt, it's uh, Magneto," and I'd say, "No, it's Magneto." They're like, yeah. "No, it's Magneto." And so you had until you had a cartoon show to tell you how to say it. So mm-hmm. Everybody just guessed what it was. Uh, uh,
1: hard, hard being a kid before the internet. Yeah. I, uh,
0: I'm so embarrassed. Like I
2: lived in like my town was so white. Uh, <laughs> I would get baseball cards and I'd be like, "This Joe's Canseco, he oh, looks no! really good." <laughs> Doesn't watch enough baseball on TV,
0: apparently. Uh-huh. That's they were never so on the funny. Mets, so it was like I yeah. could never.
2: Uh, I was just so embarrassed. Like see, the first time I got corrected on that. See that one I knew uh.
0: when I was into baseball was when like him and McGuire were going crazy on the yeah. on the on the yeah. A's, and so I I knew how to pronounce his name, but that, <laughs> he was probably like the only one <laughs> yeah. I knew. But yeah, all right. Anyway, yeah, Image Expo was really cool. I it was. I just love the whole vibe of it of just like we're doing it and we're for the creators and, and how they said at the opening like we just make money off the comics if they sell the thing to a movie company or they sell it to a TV show like that's their money it's yeah. not ours like and, and I think you're seeing like people are bringing their best ideas to them like if somebody wants to write a Spider-Man story then they'll bring it to them but if they have a cool idea that I think I think they're thinking like why should I think of the best Captain America story I could think of and I could think of the best whatever story yeah, yeah.
2: they never Really, I don't know if it's like something Marvel is not publicizing, but like anytime. A superhero movies made today mm. Do they say like how much
0: the original comic writer got for it oh no no because uh. they I think because like, they'd be embarrassed because they they would get page $5. rates yeah. well, just, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean they get a modest page rate and some have like it, it's just very vague some yeah. some creators do get like royalties from the collections being sold but not everybody mm-hmm. and then some DC characters get people character payments too if you created the character and they use them like I'd heard uh, whoever it was that created Lucius Fox, once they cast Morgan Freeman in the role, he was making big money from just him appearing in movies. But it's all very vague, and like I've, I've read stories saying that like the page rate they make it, you'll make it Marvel or DC is like less than what you make it on an image on a successful wow. image book. If your book's not successful, you're not making a ton. It it does depend on that. Anyway, yeah, I am I'm really looking forward to all those image books and I I bought several books from the creators there just to catch up of like, oh I gotta yeah. know. Especially Ronald Wimberly, he I believe is I bought it, I have not started it yet, but I got it on uh, Kindle. It was I believe it was called Prince of Cats is the name Prince of, of it. Cats. <laughs> yeah, so I need
1: to put all these yeah. on my list for like Tonight to buy all these books for my flight to Japan. Basically. Oh yeah. Like, that, yep.
0: totally. Yeah. Well, you gotta kill. You gotta kill eighteen hours yeah, somewhere. But... Yeah, that's right. Well, it's eighteen. <laughs> it's eighteen combined. It's not an eighteen-hour flight total. Like, yeah, it... I have
1: to. I'm actually going up to Canada and then. Oh, before, so okay. So it'll be a little. All right, that's a little, a little ways. Longer, yeah. but...
0: <laughs> that's one of my. Fa- I love that from San Francisco you get a direct flight here. And, yeah, like, it's very Just nice. way
3: cheaper to go up and then. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. But,
0: but yeah. Well, that's what happened to our friend. He went. Well, he did a similar one where he flew to korea and then to tokyo so like oh, you he had to watch them you had to watch like we're flying over tokyo all right we're getting we need to take a break that was a, a long but good, I, that was a great segment yeah. but yeah let's okay let's take a break when we come back we're going to talk about the news and your answer to the last request of the week everybody and welcome to the break on this exercise episode boy this is a fun episode I want to thank uh, our guest again Danielle so much she was awesome man I gotta got to have her back before she moves away uh, but anyway yeah this was a real fun episode and we always have fun sharing our our voices with you and we appreciate all our all the support we've gotten on Patreon from all our patrons. Uh, and if you somehow don't know about it yet, we are on Patreon. Patreon.com slash LazerTime. Uh, if you give $5 a month, you get some exclusive podcasts, Talking Simpsons, Bonus Time, and uh, the Monday Night Movie Streams. If you give $10 or more, you get all that plus. Uh, poster and a uh, quarterly poster and uh, bi-weekly commentaries for pro wrestling matches and tons of other cool stuff you know where we've been giving ourselves full time to this whole endeavor at laser time working real hard on it and we really appreciate all the support if you're not a patron yet please consider it you know even just the five dollars five dollars a month I think we really make it worthwhile for you guys so please please check that out uh, also you know if you wanted to support us without giving money to patreon but just by buying things on on amazon just head there through any Any of the links on the site, buy what we suggest, or anything else, and you... We'll get it for probably the lowest price you'll find anyway. And a little bit of money comes our way at no extra cost to you. So that's an, a way you can support uh, Laser Time as well. Uh, additionally, if you'd like to support us and you haven't given a review yet or a rating for it, go to iTunes and give a review for Cape Crisis. Today, post haste, I love seeing new reviews. Five star, whatever, but you know, five star. And uh, just head over there, give it a review, It'd be really great. And uh, lastly, it's time for the Hanks Corner pick of the week. This week's, ep, uh, is, it's uh, one I've done before. I've definitely done before. It's Southern Bastards, but honestly, I feel so invigorated about Southern Bastards after the Image Expo, and also, uh, the, the comics, at least as, as, as of right now, on Monday as I record this, both collections that are the first eight issues, you can get for $10, under $10, like, uh, you know, there is some shipping in there, but if, nine twenty five, you can get volume one and volume two, the first eight issues. I bought some extra ones for friends just to give as presents later on don't tell my friends it'll be a surprise I think they make great gifts if you already got them and they're this cheap it's a great way to just say like hey here's this cool comic here's the first date issues give it a read it costs less than a movie ticket Uh, and you can buy those through amazon.com on our links and again a little bit of money comes our way if you do that and now back to the rest of this episode We are back for episode 145, and now we're going to jump into the news. Uh, so the big one for me, or the, uh, the okay, Danielle, you don't know this, but on the a, a regular thing on the show is that I I really was unhappy with Man of Steel. I was not the mm. biggest fan of it. Did you? Sure. How did, did you? Did you, did you have feelings I about?
1: Actually it? Actually, stayed away from it because all of my friends said stay the hell away from it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was one of those, and I was like, all right, I'll take your
3: word for it.
0: And and yeah, I had uh, like a. big big negative for me was at the end they have this crazy destructive battle that Superman doesn't seem to care that innocent people are dying all around him in front of this during this cool battle and then at the end he like murdered Zod he's like well I had no other choice which I feel like that's the it felt like sloppy writing to me of just like the writer saying like I couldn't think of a creative way to get rid of Zod so no he just had no other choice Superman had no other choice other than to kill this guy Mm -hmm. and I also just feel like I imagine like a kid Seeing this movie who like just sees like death and destruction and, and also like nine eleven imagery too, just mm-hmm. heavy nine eleven imagery and like people running from a collapsing building behind them, like just ripped from the news and I wonder like what's a kid think of this? Like yeah. though I also did think that with like Dark Knight as well, when sure. especially when like at the end of the movie at the end of the movie Two-Face is holding a gun to a kid's head and like I'm gonna kill you in front of your father like well, what does an 8 year old think of that stuff yeah that was I, the
1: hardest PG-13 of all time <laughs> I think yeah <laughs> there are many rated R movies much
3: gentler
0: yeah but I, I, th- I, I definitely the MPAA they, they take it easier on the film the more expensive it is mm-hmm. I yep. think yeah but,
3: that is for damn sure <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah but anyway yeah the, the some some fans though uh, of the podcast really hate that i hate man (laughs) of steel that much and they've been trying to convince me one of their big ones was that they said like no zack snyder planned this that that he'd do all this destruction and then they'd follow that up in the sequel and i thought that was like monday morning quarterbacking or whatever (laughs) for it it just didn't sound real though now zack snyder says zack snyder said that is the plot of batman versus superman Mm -hmm. but uh He says, like, um, let's see. So
2: he always planned for the sequel to be this big crossover
0: event. (laughs) (laughs) He planned that somebody, yeah, I, I don't believe. Either. I think, I think, I think it's just retconning or whatever to just. It, hey, if it works, it works. And if like the idea of like they mentioned that one of those buildings was Bruce Wayne's building, so he knew people who died in that Black Zero event was the name of the destruction of.
1: But if it's uh, but if it's in Batman's building, they can't really be dead.
0: Right, yeah. it's a
1: Batman uh, universe; nobody dies. Well, so. but
0: I also don't know, like, like how does I feel like they have to be friends by the end of it? But how can Batman forgive yeah. him for that stuff? Like, Batman's like. You're a superpowered alien murderer who who caused the deaths of thousands like why should we team up and start a Justice League? Like, My hope
1: I- is that Wonder Woman just puts them both as just both, like, you're just babysits. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like, I'm out. I'm going to go do this. Mm-hmm. You two figure your shit mm-hmm. out. And, like, puts them, locks them in a room with, like, a TV or something. And she's just <laughs> like, all right, I'm
3: going to go fight crime.
0: Yeah, she, yeah, they, they put out, they were on the cover of uh, Entertainment Weekly last week. For, or this week, I guess, for the uh, Comic-Con cover. Entertainment Weekly does so much with Comic-Con now. Like, every I mean, year they have a they big exclusive. And so yeah they're covering in the past it's been Marvel but they got DC this year and yeah they had all these exclusive picks and that's where the quote comes from of Zack Snyder just saying that it's it is Batman's going to make him pay or that's the main you know push of his thing uh, they had their first shot of Wonder Woman but she's like it's her dancing with Bruce Wayne and so she's in a dress and yeah, he's in I a tuxedo that. and so you don't really get a good that still haven't seen any other real shots of Gal Gadot as, as Wonder Woman but I will say she's gotten in real good shape for for Wonder she, Woman she's like, got
1: impressive arm muscles these the, days yeah, <laughs> she's but, rocking those biceps a little yeah, bit
0: though that's what every like I I Michael Keaton got to just show up and put on like plastic muscles yeah. but <laughs> now anybody cast as a super character male or female they, they have to get in such insane shape. Yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of
3: true. Yeah, and
0: I like feel bad for Chris Hemsworth sometimes. That like how like what he probably can't eat anything that can't, he loves. Yeah, like no kale and move. dust. Yeah. That's uh. what that's
1: what Anne Hathaway said right before she played Catwoman a couple years ago. She's like, I ate kale and dust for six months and yeah. had to go to the gym. And it was just
0: like, oh uh, yeah, I know. And same with like toby Maguire. I remember oh, yeah. him complaining before uh, Spider-Man Two. They're like, what are you going to miss? He's like. You know, maybe you don't have to spend six hours a day in the gym. You know, maybe. (laughs) It's
1: really funny to me because this, I mean, yeah, this is a modern phenomenon. And, like, the trainer will actually know... Like, their personal trainer will be in on the shooting schedule for any shirtless scenes for men (laughs) Ah, and for women for, like, pretty much anything. They're in a specific costume, like, a really, you know, slimming costume. Mm -hmm. Like, the personal trainer is in on that so they can actually tailor their workout schedule to be, like, peak muscles for that shirtless scene or something. And they'll have them, like, do a set of push-ups right before they start showing up. (laughs) So it's, like, massive. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting to me, this, like, entire phenomenon, which is really
0: kind of new. Yeah. Wow, I I never heard of that. I did not know that. I mean, yeah, that like in both of the Thor, I feel like every time Thor's in the movie, it's almost gratuitous is the word I'd use. Like (laughs) his shirtless scenes almost now feel like in... You know, you watch a horror movie, and now it's like, oh, the shower scene in the horror movie. It's the same deal of just like, well, he's got to get shirtless at least Uh, once and probably have some water around him or something. Oh,
1: yeah. (laughs) When I was actually at Magic Mike, I was sitting next to two middle-aged women, you know, nicely dressed, you know, very, you know, they looked pretty waspy and very, you know, put together. (laughs) And they were cackling at this movie, you know, looking at the guys, you know, this is a movie about male strippers. They were having a good time. And at the end of the movie, one of them turned to the other one, and they were just chatting, and they were like, Well, my friend had to go to the bathroom all throughout the Avengers, but she didn't want to miss Chris Hemsworth taking his shirt off. And it was just like this (laughs) amazing moment where like, you know, I kind of, you know, don't feel too, you know, I'm all about body positivity and like all bodies are great. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we shouldn't only have one standard of beauty or anything. I know this is a little off topic, but it's just how I feel in general. But like, I don't feel bad about it because I just feel like these women were probably never allowed to kind of feel mm. that way yeah, in a movie yeah. before and so now it's like kind of okay to look at the hot guy in the movie and you know yeah. I feel like it's just a little bit of alright. Uh, yeah <laughs> I,
0: I, yeah, that's how I feel a little bit too with that. Like I said it is like it's starting to feel gratuitous with Thor but it also is like like it's got a lot of ground to make up of like before, sure. <laughs> you, before you even feel like men have even been like like exploited to even like 1% as much right, as women right. have been in film. Yes. And yeah. That's the, definitely true. Uh, oh, speaking of the superhero movies, too, like, so Ant Man is coming yeah. soon and. There was a new trailer. I've read about it on Polygon, actually. There's a new trailer, but I didn't watch it because, like, it apparently spoils a big cameo that's in the movie. I was like, damn, why? Like, I think that shows they're kind of worried people aren't going to see it. They're like, we got to show them that some cool character they'll want to see is in this movie. Like, because they're not sold on Ant-Man as a concept What the hell is
1: up with spoiling huge things in, like... Genre movies lately, like Terminator Genesis spoiled. That that made me so angry. Spoiler in that movie too. Like that's actually like a big deal. You don't find out about that until way into the movie, and it's like that really. Like I didn't see it
0: because of that. Because that would have been quite a great surprise. Like that would have been a real, real interesting plot twist. And you, you'd shown me enough to let me know. Like no, I see the other Terminator. They're fighting. I don't. Yeah, there's there's good Terminator and bad Terminator. I don't need to know anymore. And then instead they, yeah, I, I don't even want to say it in case people have missed the. Thing, yeah. Though, it was though, just a
1: bad, bad spoiler right in a trailer, like yeah. And and
0: also, it didn't even help them get more of like yeah. box office. Like it still lost to Inside Out and Jurassic. I, I I cannot believe how Unstoppable Jurassic World is. It's, it's a like,
1: little, it's a little <laughs> dumbfounding. Yeah. yeah, I
0: don't. I just when I saw it, I was like, eh. It's like a shrug was the best I had for it. It, it. it was like,
1: fun, but nothing really. Had yeah. not, I could not begin to hold a candle to the original. And then no. Genesis which is really getting raked over the coals, which, yeah. to be fair, it is not a good movie or mm. a great movie, but like, it's kind of the same thing as Jurassic World, and nobody <laughs> seems to be saying that, and it's like, yeah. it's it's a, an okay-ish, I mean, Genesis is worse, is worse you know, yeah. for yeah. sure. It's not as competently put together as Jurassic World, but like, it's it's they're retreads. They're both like retreads of yeah. old franchises, and like well, one of them is doing great, one of them is doing real bad. And it's like the quality differential is not as 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 much as you would expect. I think, I yeah.
2: think was it you? Someone said like Terminator Genesis is filmed fan fiction.
1: It really is. Well,
2: in Jurassic yeah. p- in, World, in the same boat. In both,
0: I
1: feel like Jurassic yeah. World kind of is. In no, the same both boat, feel like you know? both
0: feel like fan fiction that lets them do more sequels. Like yeah. that's yeah, exactly the, in, in both cases, and that's that's also just complaining about the corporate nature of film. But I mean, that's just, yeah. It's yeah. just the way it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, at least in Jurassic World, like, I don't know. The, the, the time I liked it the most was when it got the stupidest it did. When yes. when they're like, wait a minute, this guy's a sleeper agent for the Raptors. And then the Raptors turn on their turn on their team. I was like, all right, this is just, this <laughs> where like, we're okay. at here. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're in it to win it
1: now. Yes. Yeah. And that
0: just ends basically with a Godzilla fight, like mm-hmm. the, the equivalent of that. So, and, and same with like, speaking of fan fiction, the dinosaur they make like yeah. is totally oh fanfiction.
1: God, it, it is it is mm-hmm. like what a twelve year old who watched Jurassic Park in 1993 yeah. went home and wrote. Like yeah. that mm-hmm. is what it is. And like if you go in expecting that, you can have fun. But like mm-hmm. it's not a revelation of a movie. So I was glad to
0: see Beatty Wong actually get like screen time I in a was movie too. Once. I
1: was happy about that than anything else because he also has the smartest lines in the movie yeah. about, like you wanted bigger and better and faster yeah. and it's like oh that's that was what the- talking about the movie <laughs> I see. <you. laughs> that, yeah that <laughs> was see.
0: one of those times yeah there were several times in the, when the movie did that this is turning into movie talk but um, the, <laughs> there were several times in the movie it did that where it was just them saying like yeah we know this is a stupid giant cash in we're just telling you this through all these lines I'm like that's not the same as not making like being yeah. aware yeah. of your cash in nature like doesn't it's not a That's really an, an apology here. for it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. When they have a character say like, "Really, aren't dinosaurs good enough?" You got to make more, a big dinosaur, like, or also,
2: like, it really, yeah, it would have taken the wind out of the sails of something like Avengers if they talked about like, "Hey, isn't this crazy that we're all together? We usually yeah. fight alone. Like, just stupid. Yeah, like, why oh, don't yeah, we hang yeah, out yeah, all yeah, the time?" Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, they yeah. kind of yeah. did that with the post-Ventures movies where they're like, yeah. "Why don't we call all the Avengers?"
0: And I was but, also really, yeah. I was also disappointed that Pratt was like never, fu- barely ever funny and He's such a funny guy, but yeah. they seem to ask him to be like. Uh. Turn down the charisma. You're just a boring guy now. You're boring. Like, yeah, yeah I just didn't like that.
1: He's hysterical. Yeah, he is so hysterical. And, and just, what's her? Sorry, I'm saying what's her face. Uh, uh, Bryce Bryce uh, Dallas Howard yeah. is like a really good actress, and in this movie, she is just playing this one-note, awful, yeah. boring character. And I'm like, she she has real acting chops. Like she's yeah. she's fantastic. Yeah, I was
0: also annoyed. Like, stuff. I was also annoyed that even till the end, like you're still wearing heels. You didn't trade <laughs> out. Like, I know there's there's like, got to be like work boots on the island somewhere. You shouldn't still be wearing heels. You should, by the nighttime after you've had cool down moment, you'd say, running from dinosaurs in heels is no fun. I need to get some work boots. I mean,
1: whatever. anybody, any woman I know would have just, tossed the heels and gone yeah. barefoot they're yeah. like well here we go this will just be better than that you know, yeah like, they weren't
0: that? they weren't helping her feet all that much probably yeah, like, but, they're, yeah.
1: <laughs> break her
3: ankle oh,
1: <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. all right but anyway. uh, Sorry. <laughs> other, no i love this i never get to talk uh <laughs> movie stuff with other people oh well okay in the video game world there's two big video game ones one is that somebody seemed to have leaked a superman video oh, yeah. game image over the weekend mm-hmm. and and it was like a gift too and it and so it was in motion it wasn't just like a fake image and i i believe it i believe it's the real deal, and that Warner Montreal making it is the other part of the rumor, which I totally believe too. Were they the Arkham Origins? They were Arkham Origins, yeah. So, and they it, what Arkham Origins felt like to me was like this is your warm up to be our new Batman studio because Rocksteady's quitting after this one, so you're going to be our DC studio, and that's because they want they'd rather have their own studio they own than an independent studio that can say no eventually. But yeah, and though I also wonder if it's like if it's if it's actually a solo Superman game or if it is they could just be doing Injustice 2 you know. You know it like mm. that image could just be a character yeah. profile for the injustice sequel that nether realm doesn't want to make mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah, they just seem to Warner Montreal seems to have the same B studio level of like Warner uh, like Ubisoft. Uh, mm-hmm. What's the the now Montreal's their A team? What is their B team? Like Quebec or I think or uh, what? I
1: I don't even yeah. There's a just, lot of a lot of their stuff because they make it across twenty teams across mm-hmm. the world. It's like who's the A team who's running it, and then which A team, yeah. <laughs> which several A teams mm-hmm. are also working on it versus which B teams. It's yeah, really. And when they say yeah, yeah,
0: I whenever they announce new Assassin's Creed, I always feel like they say no, no, no. This was the team that worked on the one you like that they, they've been working on this the whole time. They which didn't work. <laughs> technically always
1: true because all those teams are yeah, <laughs> like always just, working on something when there's for the like next Assassin's Creed. When, screen, when yeah. there's
0: a thousand people, there's always going to be 20 people of crossover, at least exactly. I'd say. <laughs> That's exactly. also when they say it's like, oh, this is a UB Montreal game. Like, well, I guess. Yeah, they're leading I mean, it up. 10% of it is. Yeah. yeah. It's, really... then it's like UB Shanghai and UB Bangladesh doing the yeah. rest of it. Like, just, And then you end up with like a 30-minute long credit. Uh, but then the other news I thought was pretty cool is just that Dynamite Publishing is making a deal with Atari to do a bunch of like Atari history stuff. But the mm-hmm. coolest part is they're going to publish... A book that has been out of print for 30 years, Atari Force, which is Ooh. the <laughs> first comic book based on a video game ever, I believe, mm. and uh, at least in America. And it's. It's just this super cornball, cheesy, mega early eighties, like superhero team that's powered by Atari games. Like sorta of like uh Captain N okay. with with Atari. And so yeah, it it had been out of print because nobody owns the rights. it was published by DC, but now uh Atari's working with Dynamite to publish it, and so that's it's the same deal uh Dynamite's doing that um collection of all the He Man mini comics in one giant volume, and so it's the same kind of like selling you the trash of the eighties in a prestige <laughs> form and I... I'm excited to read Atari Force. And uh, then they announced, uh, DC said that in January they are announcing a bunch of new books, but none of them really caught my eye because... I got to be honest. Like most of the people they have booked are the older creators who are doing new books, and I, I'm, I'm more in, like I like Jerry Conway and Lynn Wyan as mm. much as the next guy. But at least on the super books, I would prefer some fresh blood on a monthly book. If, if Jerry Conway w- wants to write a new Firestorm thing, I don't, I'd give him a miniseries or something. But I, I, I wouldn't mind a, better, a newer thing. Uh, oh, and also uh, this was like breaking news on this day ahead of Comic Con. There's going to be so much news at Comic Con, but. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> That the Ian Fleming uh, Publications Limited has teamed up uh, with, I think it's Dy- yeah, with Dynamite again. They've teamed up with Dynamite to do a James Bond 007 comic series, and at least the first story is going to be done by Warren Ellis, and so that really excites me. Like Warren Ellis is uh, he's a great genre storyteller, and him getting Bond, like getting to do Bond, and also if it's based like if he's working with the Ian Fleming Publishing and not Eon or, or whatever, uh, yeah, right like or those. Yeah. <laughs> the, the James Bond movie people seem so controlling. Like, I feel like you'll have a lot more freedom just working directly with the, the book people.
3: But oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm
0: really looking forward to that. And also, we didn't mention in the image talk, but Warren Ellis's book with uh, Tula Lote, the book they're doing together is Heartless. Yeah, and it looks really cool. Uh, Tula Lote was saying all the right things, like, oh, she's inspired by these specific horror filmmakers, and and the style looks very, like, singular, too. And, and Warren Ellis is such a good horror writer. He's he's really great at that. But uh, anyway, but yeah, him doing him doing double O seven is exciting. Like he's he's a Brit, so he can come at it with a British sensibility, but also, like, it's it's gonna be a more twisted James Bond, I would think. Uh, but okay, so those that's all the big news, I believe, unless you guys had any you wanted. Alright, so let's get to last week's question of the week. Uh, the question of the week was Marvel and D C has announced all these new books and what what new series are you looking to try out of all the ones announced? Like
1: Um no. I I'm not aware of the new stuff so i nah, will cool. be, I'll that's be cool.
0: boring. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh let's go through them real quick. We got Trisketable. Uh they said Already love the new Superman if that counts. I've never read an issue of Action Comics before, but I picked up 41 and 42 this week and they are excellent reads. I love it when Superman isn't some sort of completely invulnerable paragon. Um on a Marvel note, Miss Marvel because she's hilariously awesome and completely adorable. She <laughs> is really great. I, have,
1: I I have been reading a bit of Miss Marvel. So. Yeah,
0: that's I love I really love Miss Marvel too. That is so and good. I'm glad she's like a major character in the upcoming stuff too though also Unbeatable Squirrel Girl that is my favorite book oh my like, god everybody's been them.
1: telling me like I need to get on that one so yeah. I will be <laughs> I,
0: yeah I think it is I think it's right up your alley I do nice uh, okay Sir Squinky says the Warren Ellis Carmack title has been really intrigued Car, uh, like Carnak, sorry uh, I've been a fan of the Inhumans since I read the Paul Jenkins run and enjoyed what I've read of Charles Sowell's Sol- Sol- run as well I'm sure Warren Ellis will have an awesome time taking on uh, taking on. And speaking of Charles Soliel, I'm also looking forward to his take on Daredevil. And yeah, I'm really his his Daredevil thing looks pretty cool. Though that's another great. Dave just yeah. read Mark Wade's Daredevil series. which yeah. is nice. really good. Uh, and John Wihizel says is also on the Karnak train. Same saying, <laughs> saying My boss is the biggest Karnak <laughs> fan on the planet for some reason. So when I told him that Karnak would be getting his own series, he just about jumped out of his own skin with excitement. <laughs> um i'd have no plans to ever to ever read any of it if if it was written by anyone other than warren ellis so i'll most likely give it a shot uh tom fooligans says i'm really excited to try out we are robin I'm excited for a few reasons an excuse to have a diverse characters a fresh spin on one of the never changes that much characters and because it's a street level business uh, I've got enough laser beams and flight and space monsters and other books I feel like I don't read enough street level heroes We Are Robin so this is it's basically on... like a street gang of, uh, of superheroes calling themselves Robin like We Are Robin that's the okay. name of it yeah hmm. it, it looks really cool it does uh, Moan for Stallone also says We Are Robin because the creator Lee Berme Anyhow, uh, put, put it down with the Joker. He did a really good Joker book. And a story about a gang of Robins seems original. Unless they are a gang of Chris O'Donnell's, then <laughs> count me out. Yeah. Which, by the way, like that was Batman Forever was like the first film I ever like. It was such good training wheels for like what's a queer reading on a film and like oh, the totally. Batman Batman Forever like it's they they kind of just highlight it all for you in the film. But it's
2: such <laughs> was that the one where the suit had nipples?
0: Yeah, was it that was the first oh, yeah. nipples one. For yeah, big nipples. But it really was just like like they they turned Tim uh, they turned Tim Drake from like a fifteen year old to a nineteen year old that lives with Batman mm-hmm. and they're just like we're partners close grasp of (laughs) their hands like yeah it was it was it's so obvious now as when you saw it when i saw it as a kid or like 15 for some reason like all the neon and the oiled up dudes and everything like it wasn't obvious i couldn't catch it as a kid And, and then on top of that like bruce wayne's trouble with his identity and he's not sure who do i want like It's like him, he, the reading I read of it was just like, at the end he has to choose between straight life of Bruce Wayne or his gay life with Robin, and has to pick between uh, Nicole Kidman and Chris O'Donnell, and then he's like, I pick both, and just Bisexual Batman. (laughs) I love uh, love it. Awesome. Yeah, I know
1: that movie gets pooed on but it yeah. is a lot of fun yeah it's a
0: lot of it's it's more it's it's more fun than batman and robin batman and robin like that that one feels like all commercial like it's all just about toys uh okay and lastly worth nintendo says i haven't been reading comics in a few years and dropped out after avengers versus x-men as if as it was all getting too much for me I'm looking to get back into comics uh, with this relaunch one of the most interesting ones is Doctor Strange if only because of Chris Bacala's art I've been a huge fan of his ever since I started reading Generation X in the 90s my intro to comics and I can't wait to see how the magical world of Stephen Strange looks with his art nice yeah I'm looking forward to that too because the cover image is like Stephen Strange holding a battle axe and it's just (laughs) he's never he's always been the hands off guy so him walking around with an axe is (laughs) quite a change Quite a change. Uh, But okay, so this week's question week, on the creator-owned front, it was reminding me, and I may have asked this question before, but let's assume I didn't. It's, what was the first, like, non-superhero, non-Marvel DC book you read? Or also, like, mature book too, or or whatever. But just the first one that got you outside of that. And uh, I'll go first, that mine... I think mine was either Sandman or Sin City. I think I bought them both at the same time. And, and definitely at the time when I was reading uh, Wizard Magazine, it would always say, like, if you want to read something mature, read Sandman. It's all about, like, emo feelings and stuff. <laughs> and I think if I were to reread it now, it would feel very 90s to me, like the fashion and the art style and all that. But it would still... Neil Gaiman was such a trailblazer in those books. And and then meanwhile, like, I just read Dark Knight Returns and then you go straight to Sin City, which is, like... Even more teeth gritted and angry <laughs> Grim-dark. and like yeah, grim dark and it 's all and it 's a noir, and I love noir, and yeah, if, if you were into Frank Miller at the time, I'm not into Frank Miller at all anymore lately, <laughs> but he kind of went crazy i 'll just say that, but at the time, I was super into it, I was super into sin City and and it was an exciting like violent sexy book like it was it was a lot of fun it was one of those things of, like you could buy it your parents would buy it for you they weren't gonna go look into the book and read like it's the same with like you could get a you could get any kind of book you want to read a textbook and it could have all kinds of violence and sex in it but your parents wouldn't know because they're not gonna read the
2: book I'm gonna say it seems like too late but it was like my early 20s uh, and I was working at a GameStop and uh, my boss who's named Craig he, he recommended this book it was super thick I can't believe I actually read it because I I didn't even finish Swamp Thing. It was 200 pages. <laughs> but it's called um, Blankets by yeah. Craig Thompson. Oh, yeah, I know Yeah, it's, it's really good. I mean, like, it reflected my like, my boss was, he had a religious past that he wasn't really following anymore, and that's what the book is about. And I guess I'm kind of in the same space where I was a little bit religious as a child, but kind of, you know, sure, mm, sure. Uh, like kind of tossed that stuff away. But, uh, it, yeah, it's just a really kind of emotional autobiography autobiographical look I think of the author himself like his past with religion and kind of you know uh making peace with that when trying to like have relationships when you're older mm-hmm. um it's a really good book and like it's it's one that like immediately after i read it and finished and gave it to him knowing that i probably wouldn't read it again for a few years like just immediately bought a copy for my own because it's, it's just <laughs> yeah something i like it's having something that you I can, want to see yeah, on the shelf and almost like kind of like how i still keep calvin and Hobbes books around like it's just <laughs> something that yeah. it's so heartwarming <laughs> to read like those and this this Graphic novel.
0: That's true. That reminds me. I need, to, I need to open up my Calvin and Hobbes books. I, I have them too on the shelf. Oh my
1: God, the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I, you know, yeah. I, I don't even know the proper terminology, but, you know, comics that appeared in a newspaper versus. Eh, it's,
0: it's, it's the same. It's. Okay. All the same. I yeah. mean, I guess comic strip versus comic book, that would sure, be the sure. definition. But yeah, I, I mean, who. Yeah, it, it's people are people our age can. God, man, <laughs> kids today. I guess I, unless they were given those collections, yeah. like kids today wouldn't even know Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin like, and Hobbes is mm-hmm. the
1: best damn thing. Yeah. Oh my god, I was so obsessed.
0: Well, I just hope it always stays in print. That's yeah, at least yeah. like but the. And I think at least the books have stayed in print. But Bill Watterson, you know, he's he's committed to not being famous and not yes. like not selling out. But yeah, but, but anyway, Danielle, the yeah. You
1: know, oh man. You, okay. Well. You know, I read a little bit of comics as a child. I, I think I mentioned before we started recording the Ninja Turtles yeah, <laughs> comic yeah. that, you know, I, I have no memories of it other than being an eight-year-old. really <laughs> dug Ninja Turtles and yeah. was reading those books. Um, Who was yeah, your favorite turtle? I was all Michelangelo all the time. Uh, okay. I liked Donatello a lot, mm-hmm. but Michelangelo was my main
0: favorite. I I would always pick the leaders as my favorite. Like, so like, Leonardo? The, yeah, Leonardo was my favorite there. Well, I also... Cause Swords were my favorite weapon sure. in cartoons as a kid. So the guy who had two swords, he's obviously yeah. the coolest. <laughs> and then blue is my favorite color, and and then he's like the leader. It's the same with like Optimus Prime was my favorite Transformer. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, actually, Snake Eyes was my favorite GI Joe. That's the one. That's an outlier. That was
1: your yeah. That was your different one. Yeah, I really. Um, it's funny because later on in life, you know, as a teenager, <laughs> later on in life, I'm so old. Um, <laughs> I actually learned how to use like a bow staff and nunchaku, oh, wow. Whoa. and those were the two that were my two favorite <laughs> Ninja Turtles. And I was just like, this all worked out perfectly. Oh, that's like, awesome. Everything was great, but, yeah.
0: And you're such a badass.
1: Oh well, you know, not really. But <laughs> at the time, I thought I was at 17. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I like I said, I just started getting into comics in the last year and a half or so. So mm-hmm. I actually don't remember if it was Sex Criminals or Saga that was my first okay. non. Marvel DC kind of superhero book but mm. I got super into those and I, and I started reading a lot of one-offs like Jar of Jar of Fools and uh, Seconds and mm. you know a few other things that were sort of like given to me as like, I'm new to comics. Please huh. give me an introduction to the breadth of this <laughs> art form, <you> no,
0: know? <laughs> Also now I remember like you've just you just finished Gravity's Rainbow, right? And so
1: Oh, not quite. okay. I think well. probably my girlfriend did and was tweeting about it and oh, okay, I was probably reading her like, No, it's all cool. Right. She's she's the one who got me into comics. Okay, so it's okay. all it's all due to her and we live our lives
3: so ridiculously close to each
1: other okay.
0: that it I just bleeds wan- in. <laughs> I was just wondering how you could even like find time to read anything other than <laughs> like I I have been trying to challenge myself to get back to prose work like I read I read comics so much that I need to I need to read more books again like and yeah. and not nonfiction either like a real real book I was
1: really I'm what I've been doing has been alternating sort of mm. like a piece uh. of prose fiction and then or or non-fiction and like I finished Infinite Jest a few months ago and that was, was like, the one that oh, was the okay, one sorry, I got that yeah. mixed up sorry no sorry. it's all good like Infinite Jest changed my life like and you know it's all the cliche shit that people say but it is really a pretty great book so yeah, no, that's good. And now I'm reading a sci-fi book called uh, Children of the Sky by Werner Vinge. Ooh. And it's, you know, coming off of Infinite Jest, I knew I knew nothing would be favorable, you know, nothing mm-hmm. would compare favorably to that. So the prose is not on the same level <laughs> as David Foster Wallace, but it's a really fun story and an interesting take on, you know, it's 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 sci-fi and it's set on a world where you know sort of humans have bad things have happened to to this group of humans and they kind of have to be in the slow zone on this primitive planet where all Mm. the aliens are hive mind packs of dogs. Whoa. (laughs) But they're sentient and they they talk to them and they kind of create culture together and it's really interesting and cool. So I would totally recommend that with the caveat that like the prose is not on the level of infinite Mm.
0: chest. Don't read it right after Infinite Jest. I'm I'm (laughs) weighing which two I want to read. Like, uh, uh, I have two books in mind I want to get back to. One is uh, one's Michael Chabon, which I love his. I love his work so much, and uh, I haven't. Even though I live in Berkeley, I have not read Telegraph Avenue yet, and I feel like I kind of have to. But it's just. Like no, you must read. Like he he, your favorite author wrote wrote about where you live, <laughs> like where he also lives too. So, uh, but then also like I've only read short story. I've read one uh, Murakami novel, and I've only read his short stories. And so I want to do want to read Wind Up Bird Chronicles or, or maybe Kafka on the Beach. Those two, but the, nice. those are the. Yeah, I I used to read a lot more books. I I the last book I read was I finally read Confederacy of Dunces, which like nice. I, yeah, yeah. I, I love that book so much. It's uh, and I can't believe how like it's fifty years old and yet it feels like so fresh and, and hilarious. But anyway, all right, that's book talk. But okay, so uh, we gotta we gotta end this sometime. I can't. We have we have data caps on. on uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. So answer this question in the week. What was your first non super non Marvel DC book? Uh, that'll be in the forums there'll be a link to it on this episode page just click on that and check it out and uh, I guess that's it so let's just get to the plugs uh, let's let's Danielle why don't you go first oh
1: okay you? well you can find me on Twitter Danielle R-I-D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E-R-I <laughs> I'm on Idle Thumbs IdleThumbs.net and Ooh. Polygon yeah. Polygon.com so those are my places that's
0: exciting cool <laughs> and yeah you, you cover you you know you're working on video you cover entertainment comics yeah. games all that stuff yeah. games
1: movies all the, all the fun things in the world basically yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, all right well i know dave and i want to talk about the laser time patreon yep. if you still haven't done it yet patreon.com slash laser time you can support us and you get a bunch of exclusive podcasts like their our, our new mm-hmm. new episode by episode Simpsons show talking simpsons Ooh. and uh the commentaries for wrestling matches too usually ones that
2: we've both been to so it it enhances the experience we get to talk about being there and then also how great the match is yeah and
0: monday night movies where we did commentaries you know we um this week we're just sending it out to people we couldn't do a live stream of it but uh terminator 3 commentary which (laughs) the film's like both worse and better than i remember (laughs) like when that movie tries to be funny i'm like ugh, kill me but but then when it gets... Uh, but then when the action starts, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm pretty into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... Uh, oh, and then also this week's Laser Time, we did... Uh, I actually hosted that week's episode. We talked about vanity projects, like the most hubris-filled vanity mm-hmm. projects ever, like Chris Gaines and... Uh, Battlefield Earth oh, and uh, yeah. Bruno's album, yeah. the Bruno album by Bruce Willis, oh, my like, God. Yeah. Oh. so bad. And and also, did you guys know Seth MacFarlane like re- recorded a like he recorded a freaking album of like jazz standards, like or well, not jazz standards, like <sighs> crooner standards, like of oh, course, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so there's that. Uh, there's cheap podcast we just recorded a new one of those,
2: yeah, covering uh, j- uh, wrestling from Japan.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, as yeah, well as our yeah, our half missed. year awards for mm-hmm. for wrestling. So yeah, and yeah. then there's video game apocalypse, our video game podcast. We have so many. Podcasts, <laughs>
3: you have a
1: lot of awesome <laughs> po- It's like the idle thumbs. Like we have like I don't know twelve podcasts. Oh, so you guys cool. are like rivaling it with far oh, fewer people.
0: <laughs> well, we have
1: we have help from friends.
0: Yeah. Not, not just the oh, three of us. But your friends. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Uh, and then the video game uh, VG Empire as well, the video game music podcast. We just had Double Dragon episode. Okay, so yeah, that's all of it. Again, thank you very much. This is so great. Oh, I wish. Thank you, you guys. This thank is, you. is Really fun. Yeah. No. Thanks. Thanks a lot. We we gotta have you back on sometime before you leave. I would uh, love
1: to. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna be gone until like late September. So okay. I'll be around. Cool. Yeah. Cool.
0: Well, I really hope you enjoy Tokyo too. All yeah. well, Japan. Mm-hmm. I think you will. I think. I uh, what so. food? What food is like? You are you looking forward to trying? Maybe? So
1: this is the funny thing. I'm a vegetarian. Oh,
0: oof, boy. <laughs> I'm really I,
1: looking forward to a lot of vegetables. I'm also bringing some like camper meals just yeah. in case okay. there are things I can't eat. Why have
0: some? (laughs) Quick tips for that one. We have one friend who's a vegetarian who went with us to Tokyo last year, uh, Carolyn, who's been on the show before. Oh, nice. Yeah. But for her, she just just threw up. She would sometimes just have noodles or whatever places, but other days she just threw up her and was like, I'll just have sushi. (laughs) (laughs) Screw it. like... Uh, but then, meanwhile, I have my cousin who lived there. Her and her partner were uh, they—they are vegetarian, and so they they had a lot of rice dishes, or like the, the omi rice or omelette rice. Like mm. uh, they—that was one of her favorites. So I g- give that a try too. All yeah. right,
1: I'll give it a shot. I'm yeah. I'm confident I'll be able to figure it all out. Like yeah. I'm bringing a ton of food too, It's like just in case Daniel uh, food too. Yeah, so. <laughs> and
0: also like oh god, the snacks. It's so hard not to just gorge yourself on all the like special cool snacks that, that are it's great it's all right anyway thanks again for listening and we'll see you da- oh wait no that's not how i am the show and until next time excelsior, excelsior.